to the Global Recon Podcast. Here are your hosts, John from Global Recon and Mike from Fieldcraft LLC, giving you the matter of facts. Globalrecon.net, fieldcraftsurvival.com. I'm your host, John Hendricks. I'm on with Mike Lover of Fieldcraft. Today's episode is going to be a 20-minute segment. We're going to update you guys on what we've been working on and what we have planned. So we're going to host paid webinars, and it's going to be a three-part series where Mike is going to teach you guys different uh, outlets and segments of survival. And these are things that he teaches and he's done over his the course of his career in Special Forces and Special Ops. So in order for us to run these webinars, we're going to need 30 people to opt in. Uh, prior to the webinar and that way we'll run it and we'll give you guys some really good information and tips so mike can you just get into a little bit about uh what it would be like and what people can expect yeah hey everybody it's mike from philcraft thanks john again um for having me on and then uh talking about survival which is my passion i i own philcraft um and we talk survival preparedness and that's our main uh agenda and goal is to train people in the mindset before anything else um before the actual hard skills um to be better prepared in in a catastrophe whether it's man-made or natural so the webinar is a portion of what i call my ops course which is observe prepare and survive so i have a training methodology and that doesn't involve hard skills because we're developing the warrior mindset, which is to understand, you have to understand the psychology of kind of how your brain and your mind reacts to specific events uh, in the event of a stressful situation, how to manage that process, and then things that you can do to fill uh, the gaps of knowledge, which uh, at the end of the day cause uh, you to make bad decisions and uh, potentially get hurt or, or get killed. And then wrap it up in a, a three-episode or three-tiered group or webinar uh, where, you know, basically we have a big, large group per session. And, and when you walk away from that, you have tangible takeaways um, that you could actually execute and train on your own to make you better prepared for a survival uh, man-made or natural catastrophe. For anyone who wants to opt in for the webinar, just send an email to podcast at globalrecon.net and in the subject line, add webinar. And therefore, we'll add you to a list and then we'll send you guys an email with all the details that you need to sign up for the course. So once again, that's podcast at globalrecon.net and just put webinar in the subject line and then you'll receive that email and then we'll lock you guys in. So, Mike, can you give us a little bit of what people can expect from the webinar? Like you can get into the survival a little bit? Absolutely. I, when I think about uh, survival and, and, you know, trying to survive and making um, law enforcement, civilians, first responders, just anybody like civilians, American citizens, better prepared in survival, I... You know, we have a, I have a mission statement with uh, my business, Philcraft, and that's to make the average person, the person who's not uh, taught through the military or through um, any specific training to be prepared because everybody deserves to understand the methodology 
that me to Vermont Tactics, all the special operations guys that we've talked to, um, they deserve to have that same um, capacity to survive outside of the hard skills. Hard skills are easy to learn. You know, you can go out of any school, you can YouTube videos nowadays and learn whatever you have to learn, go out in your backyard and practice it. And that's not what I'm concerned about in survival. What I'm concerned about is first analyzing or defining uh, and then analyzing what happens to your mind and really your body physiology, you know, uh, physiologically when a stressful event takes place and how to react or, or respond accordingly. Because really that's, that's what survival is, right? Um, I, I quote, well, number one, let me tell you a little war story. Like when I was in Iraq, I, I remember being in a gunfight, uh, two instances where I was in, uh, a pretty good gunfight with the enemy. And I remember, I remember throwing grenades at the bad guys. So we were in close proximity. We're in close enough proximity to where one of my friends was standing next to me who actually is, works for real estate now, which is, is, uh, a different transition, but he works real estate. He threw a fragmentation grenade and under night vision, I saw where it landed. And when it blew up, I saw a leg flap in there and I'm like, Whoa, you just like, you just blew off some dude's leg. And I threw one at the same time. So I tried to claim it obviously. And he tried to claim it. But, (laughs) but I remember like what's, what's weird is like, I remember us casually doing this and not really stressed out. I mean, we, we, we had, complete control of the chaos that was surrounding us. And that's a, a, a point that two from one tactics has highlighted. I think Travis from uh, at live die hard or uh, what's his, what's his uh, Instagram live hard 18 Delta live hard 18 Delta. Sorry, Travis live hard 18 Delta. Uh, but much Travis described as being comfortable with chaos, right? Because that green berets, Special Forces operators, Navy SEALs, all these ad- advanced um, military members of the uh, the armed forces, we're not special in in the fact that um, you know we're some hybrid, you know, genetically superior beings. We're special because you know I to- I, to- I just gave a, a young man some advice, and I told him that warriors are bred; uh, they're not born, and I believe that. So when you look at these survival situations and the situation I was in, we were comfortable with chaos because chaos is how we trained. And there was a training methodology that got us to that point. Now it's real life. It's real grenades. People are dying. People are getting shot and there's nothing, um, outside of that. That's, that's not reality and, and, and very real. But the difference is how prepared and resilient you are is based on the amount of understanding, uh, maybe the combination of aptitude, understanding, uh, the training, and your experiences with all those things I just described. So when you look at defining where your mindset, which ultimately makes you a better survivor, I tried to take a person without that kind of mindset and define how we can get them to that, um, that, that mindset without being a special forces operator, without being a firefighter or a law enforcement officer. And that it takes 
more tangible, methodical, structured training than it does philosophy. You know, this isn't just Mike talking about survival to talk about it. This is me defining uh, a methodology, a structure, a, 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 what we call in the military, a learning process to give you something to take away, to apply in your life, your everyday life, that will make you a better survivor. Um, the second war story was, you know, I think it might have been the same gunfight or, or, or similar situation. Me and my buddy were getting, well, we thought we were getting shot at. And uh, we heard snaps and cracks, which is usually um, <laughs> has a direct correlation to you getting shot at because <laughs> they, the, the crack is the bullet breaking the sound barrier, um, you know, 1,300 feet per second over your head. And you're literally hearing the bullet um, as it passes over your head. So we were out. This is a rural environment. It was at night again. And we were just kind of standing around while this burning building was on, in flames. And we had already launched anti-tank weapons into it. We had blown up, killed a whole bunch of bad guys. And we were just doing the soft mission, you know. And, and it was like the height of our lives. You know, we are just on top of the world. And I remember... His name was Jason. He he works for the he's a he's a contractor now. But Jason, good dude, he was sitting across from me and he's like, You hear that? And I said, Yeah, I think I think we're getting shot at. And and it occurred to me that standing in this field under night vision that we weren't protected, that we had no cover. You know, concealment is concealment, right? It conceals you, but it doesn't provide you with things that stop bullets. Cover is what helps you survive because it literally could stop bullets but we didn't have any of that we didn't have trees we didn't have bricks we didn't have foundations so we're in the open field getting shot at we think but we can't identify where the bad guys are coming from and i said to him and i looked at him i said hey let's just get in the ditch and and get kind of like get down on our knee and as casually as i said it just now is as casually as i said it to him so we get down in this ditch and it's a pretty wide ditch so he's sitting on the other side probably about maybe 10 feet away from me and I'm on one side of the ditch and we're kind of like sitting on our butts and we're waiting for the gunship that's dropping 105s to annihilate the target and kill all the bad guys so we can go do a battle damage assessment, go assess and look for evidence and stuff like that. So as I, I, I yell across from I hear snaps and cracks and what sounds like definitive gunfire coming down the, the actual ditch that we were laying in. And he looks at me, and you know, we wear pelt peltors, which are audible ear protection where you could hear things, but you can't directionally know where they're coming from, but you can hear it, but it also protects your ear. Uh, awesome product, but you can't identify the direction of where it's coming from. So we just hear kind of snaps and cracks. I'm like, dude, I think we're getting shot at. And he said, yeah, maybe we should get out of this ditch. So we sit there for a while. And we get out of the ditch and then we go, we kind of like lay in the prone and get into a safer position. But we go back and actually analyze the, the footage from the platform that was observing the target. And there was a guy, a bad guy, who maneuvered under initial fire, gunfire, um, and then had broke contact from the house that we were shooting and blowing up. And the gunship was destroying and he was shooting his AK-47 down the ditch. So we call that, um, you know, that's literally grazing fire when, you know, you could shoot a round over 
the surface of the earth and literally mow down everything in its path. We were in, we were basically getting shot at with the bullets zipping in between me and my buddy without even really knowing it. Wow. Now, now, now the point of that story is there, there are a lot of stressors, right? And there are a lot of ways to uh, mitigate stress and balance it by understanding it. And there's a whole training methodology behind this, which we get into the webinar. But there is a point in which training can make you complacent and get to the point where you're so comfortable with chaos that you make poor decisions. Um, the only thing I could equate to in the civilian world is because it's, it's a fact that I've recently read is uh, wingsuit flyers, right? It's one of the most danger, dangerous. Uh, I think that guy Corbin, uh, who I have a lot of respect for because he's just a nut, but he's a calculated <laughs> nut because, you know, he, he, he fraps into the ground because he, um, he's trying to get uh, close to the ground in his wingsuit. And then he pulls his chute, saves his own life, but he gets back into it. And that's his passion. But these dudes, I mean, I think like a couple of years ago, Red Bull or one of the big organizations hosted a event, and they had to cancel it because um, a, a third to two thirds, maybe fifty percent of the field were killed training up or prior to the actual event taking place. Oh, wow. Because these guys were completely comfortable with chaos, right? They get to the point where it's so comfortable, they're so comfortable that they keep pushing the limits. Well, when you push the limits. In a survival situation, when you push the limits in a life or death situation, um, you're riding a thin line between life and death. And my objective uh, with you and then uh, some help of some, pe- some smart people that we've discussed and talked to is we have developed a program uh, that I utilize a sliver of in my ops course to give you the tools necessary for you to survive and not ride that line but to be smart. Um, intelligent and execute a plan of action to survive a man-made or natural catastrophe. In, in a nutshell, I mean, the, the webinar thing, I think it's going to be a, a good success because it's, it's basically taken uh, our methodology and then, you know, giving it to as many people as possible. I think it's just, just like this podcast is, it's just a, another medium for us to be able to get information out there um, and, and have a more structured event as opposed to um, on the podcast. And it, the good thing is also about that webinar is people can ask questions. It's open to chat. Um, John will give you more information at the end of the show on that. Transitioning, I, I want to talk about some of the consultation things I've been doing. If you guys aren't tracking on fieldcraftsurvival.com in, our, in my store under training, I have a, uh, I kind of made fun of it on social media where I just put me and Kit uh, on the computer okay. Skyping. Um, but, but that's, but you know, it's, it's worked out, man. Cause uh, you know, for, for all the questions I ask, right. A lot of people ask me specific questions and I can give short answers. I take as much time as I can. Like, like John does, we answer all the qu- questions that were asked. Um, but what I've established is if it's a more complex question with deli- they need deliberate input, I recommend them going to that training, paying the fee, and then sitting down with me for an hour and let's hash out what you need to hash out. Um, I had an op- awesome opportunity uh, the other day to talk to uh, a young man from Australia who wants to follow and some of my boy uh, McAllister and uh, 
Mitch McAllister, uh, you guys can follow him on Instagram. Do you know his handle, John, off the top of your head? Um, it's Mitchell McAllister. Let me actually let me let me bring it up. Hold on. And and I I, uh, uh, I had a good friend a uh, good friend Tony Rokov who was a buddy of mine who went through advanced free fall training with me and was part of the two commandos. And Mitch is in the same boat, but you guys could follow Mitch on his Instagram. Um, and he's, 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 he's on my page, page as well as, as my friends. Yeah. His Instagram handle is Mitchell underscore McAllister. Mitchell underscore McAllister. And then, uh, the cool thing, you know, obviously the Brits, the Aussies, it's, you know, this axis of allies that we, we operate downrange with, and we do joint training with all the time. But the questions that this young man had, uh, reminded me of all of the time, good times that I had with Tony Rokov. Tony was an awesome dude. Tony was a uh, free fall instructor, an advanced free fall instructor at the time for his special operations uh, element, which we call Special Warfare Center um, or the JFK. Uh, um, I think it's they, they call it the School of Excellence or something like that now. It's got, it, changed, it changes every once in a while. But it's our schoolhouse that teaches he was a military free fall instructor for for the Australian version of our our course, and we hung out and and um, you know sh- shot the shit for a better term and and learned a lot about each other's organizations. And then I've done joint training with them, and some of the biggest operations that have taken place uh, in the war involved joint operations with with Cansoft, with the Canadians, with the Aussies, and with the Brits. So. This this young man wanted to join selection, and their select our selections, uh, no matter the as allies, all remain pretty much the same, and they involve, you know, walking long distances and, um, you know, running, uh, just challenging events to push you to the physical and mental uh, limitations of your your abilities, and it, these consultations are great. I've had a lot of them; they work. If you want to do a consultation, if you want to DM me and, que- and ask me a question, I'm always available and I'll always answer any question. But if you want to do a little bit, uh, dig in the weeds a little bit more and just get a little bit more deliberate on on how you could accomplish those goals, please do. Uh, last week I had three guys from uh, ROTC from uh, from Michigan. Uh, they stopped by on their way from a road trip. And we sat down for a few hours talking about the military and everything else. So I'm an open book uh, to an extent, and uh, I enjoy those, and I, I enjoy working with uh, allies and special operations. One of the other questions was, hey, what what U.S. Armed Forces Special Operations uh, Service should I, should I try out for? Um, I would say if you're a good swimmer, you need to go try out for, to be a SEAL. Um, the Navy... I'm not a Navy hater. I mean, a lot of Army SF guys are, are a, uh, Navy haters. I enjoy Navy Special Operations. I think they're good guys. I've had good experiences with them with, on, on the uh, uh, on the over and the covert side. Take that for what it's worth. And then also uh, with Air Force Special Operations as well as MARSOC uh, and the U.S. Army. And then uh, I, I've even worked with the Coast Guard if, if – uh, no offense to Coast Guard if they're considered special operations guys. Um, all these dudes 
all these dudes ha- have their roles and duties and responsibilities in the global war on terror. Look, I, I wouldn't drive anybody in a specific direction unless I knew more about their situation. I've had good experiences with them all. I will tell you, like I tell everybody else, look, policy drives intelligence requirements, which ultimately steers operations and and literally affects the warfighter on the ground. With that being said, look at the next fiscal year and the, cha- the, the, the changes that are going to take place and look at the timing that you are in your life and decipher that and figure out what you need to do to be in a position um, to be on the front line because I think my personal opinion in about a year we're going to be on the front line joint special operations wide conducting massive operations against ISIS, which we should have been doing a long time ago. Um, with that being said, um, continue, continue to uh, follow your dreams and guys who tell me, you know, Hey, I something I'm thinking about, man, if it's something you're thinking about and you don't do it, you're going to regret it the rest of your life. So just get your mind right, be deliberate, make a plan of action and execute it and, and have no regrets. Uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, man. Yeah, that was a great piece of advice. And uh, I hope that guys looking to get into any of these units or join the military or serve, I hope they can take those lessons to heart and, and really understand it and let that uh, affect your decisions in a positive way. So we're going to conclude the episode. Uh, this was a short 20-minute segment. Uh, be on the lookout. Next couple of days, we'll have a longer segment. So again, just a quick recap. We have the webinar. Uh, you can opt in at podcast.globalrecon.net. Just put webinar in the subject line. Once, once we get your email, we'll add you to an email list and we'll send you the details of the webinar within a few days. As well, you can, so for just outside of the webinar, on my website, globalrecon.net, when you go, when you type in the website and you go to the web address, there's an opportunity for you to opt in to an email list. And on that email list, um, we can give you updates and possible discounts on future products and stuff like that. And Mike has the same thing on his website, fieldcraftsurvival.com where you can just opt in and I I would advise you to do so. So therefore you can be and you can be in the loop and you can, uh, you know what's going on or what we have going on. So uh, we're going to close out the episode with that. Mike's website is fieldcraftsurvival.com. His Instagram is soft survivor. His Facebook is fieldcraft LLC and his Twitter is IG soft survivor. My website is globalrecon.net. My Instagram is IG Recon. My Facebook is FB Recon. And my Twitter is IG Recon. It's the same as my Instagram handle. Any questions you have about anything you've heard on the podcast or anything you would like to hear on the podcast, just send an email to podcast at globalrecon.net and you'll get a response from either myself or Mike. We're both on there. And we respond to every single email. Hit us up on social media. And we just want to thank you guys for all the positive feedback and support we've gotten thus far. Uh, we encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, and give, leave us a rating on iTunes. And that will keep us at the top of the charts in the government and national categories. Uh, so we'll see you guys in a couple of days with another episode. Peace.